0: All right, welcome to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stack in here with you alongside my good friend and co-host of this podcast, Travis Krins. Travis, how are you? Oh, not
1: too bad. Good. So it's another day in the world.
0: Very, talk about? very, very warm. I don't like the mild temperatures and the lack of snow. Oh,
1: come
0: on. I hate that. The,
1: think I, 55, but give me, give me. Three months of that. That's
0: oh, fine with me. I want snow, Krins. I want snow. It's December. I need snow. snow on the ground.
1: Snow makes a mess of shit. It's just hard to drive in it. Uh, your vehicles are dirty. Uh should get shut down. It's a big, sloppy, fucking mess is what snow is. So snow is, ice, is,
0: it's is snow, the uh, just like COVID, it's a big, sloppy mess and shuts everything down?
1: Big floppy mess no because we don't shut anything
0: down here. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I think there's a snowstorm that's going to miss uh, Minnesota. It's going to go to the south. I don't know if South Dakota's going to get hit at all this weekend, but uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, right. so, well, yeah,
1: I think we've had the so weekend. You know, it's, there's a chance of precipitation, we'll see how you know, 30, 35 degrees. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, you know, the, the, the nice weather's going to end this weekend. I want to be back, to you know. 30s and 20s but
0: yeah this, these 40s and 50s this is this is okay looking uh, the, speaking of storms getting canceled for Minnesota uh, on the cancellation front Michigan and Ohio State have been canceled this weekend and now that is throwing Ohio State into fits and the Big Ten into fits because Ohio State won't have six games played so right now they are not scheduled to be in the Big Ten championship game oh well that sucks for you Uh, Maybe the Big Ten. And the the Big Ten put themselves in this corner here, but uh, I I would laugh hysterically if Ohio State gets left out in the cold and not in the college football playoff because of the lack of games they were able to play.
1: I think they'll get in unless uh, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. Who else is getting in? I'm going to be texting them. Uh, maybe Florida, Florida can, can upset uh, Alabama, I do think Ohio State's out, mm-hmm. but other than that, I think Florida's probably the only team that could, uh, jump Ohio State.
0: Cincinnati's the other team that I think has a chance.
1: I mean, when their game got canceled, they're going to play Tulsa this week, that's not going to happen. Yep. So it was an opportunity for them to get a, and Tulsa's okay to get a decent win, mm-hmm. and, uh, Anyway, Have
0: play um, somebody else? Is there somebody else out there looking for a game? For I th- the they said that there's a, I think they're going to try and look uh, to see if they can get a sixth game scheduled right now. If I'm looking at the Big Ten slate for this weekend, uh, that is the only game canceled. Everyone else is scheduled to play.
1: I not why they didn't let Nebraska play a game earlier in the season when they had a lot of It was at Chattanooga. Yep. They had lined up in Nebraska. Oh, All right, we can play this? And big Ten's like no, can't play it. They, so, that was a big deal at the time. And you know, no, you're, you're going to have to have games on short notice, or else you're going to be in a situation like this. And you know, Indiana Northwestern, I'll, I'll watch that.
0: Yeah, they can't though. The Big Ten cannot change the rules now to allow Ohio State to schedule an FCS opponent or a, like a MAC team anyone like that to who, who maybe is open this weekend they can't do that because if they did it for if they wouldn't let Nebraska do it despite Nebraska being just stupid pieces of the shit uh, they, they can't change the rules just so Ohio State has enough games can be eligible for the Big Ten Championship game and then get into the college football playoff they can't do that the hypocrisy would be way too much
1: they probably shouldn't do that. They hopefully won't do that. But this, the matter that we have to bring it up. Saying I hope they don't. Things that we maybe think they might.
0: Yep. Well, oh, I think they might for sure. Uh, and it would, it would be, it be, be a, so, the Big Ten has looked bad this entire this entire go of it with canceling uh, the season prematurely and then trying to get back in but not giving yourself any. Uh, any flexibility any off weeks built in bye weeks open weeks to um, to account for cancellations uh or you know covid spikes and whatnot so they have put themselves into this corner here and and it's not ohio state's fault um even though they did have a covid outbreak too they had a couple of games canceled but i mean this is you know, they, they are the best team in the Big Ten. But if uh, that was the agreed-upon terms that you had to have six games in, um, sorry, that that sucks for you. But, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll follow like this,
1: that. Like this whole season, like, Alabama appears to be the best team, I guess. And I guess you put Clemson at number two. Yep. And they're full strength and they've got their quarterback. And if Clemson can beat Notre Dame here probably in a few weeks, you know, we're looking at uh, Clemson and Alabama, what, part four, part five, hard to keep track how many times they played in yep. significant games.
0: Yep.
1: Past handful of years. So it's just, it's just the same old teams. I don't know what it would have been if we would have had a four-team playoff, you know, in the 80s or the 90s or 20 years ago, but it's the same teams every year. It's Ohio State, it's Oklahoma, and it's Alabama, and it's Clemson, and... Oh, if you have those four teams every year, you're probably going to have three of those four. Mm-hmm. And that's there's been no other Wisconsin Wisconsin, maybe threatened. Other than that, there's been no other Big Ten team that's been close. Right. And you know you got your LSU's and your Auburn's. Every once in a while, and a Georgia, and now you got Florida, who's having their best year in a while. But it, it's it's the same teams every year. What is this the Six seventh year, this playoff six year. Everyone, what's been going on? It's
0: been the same teams. Mm-hmm. Largely, largely, you're right. Uh, Notre Dame was in it one year. I think wasn't Michigan State in it too one time? Uh, yeah, they
1: got just absolutely probed yes. by somebody. Alabama,
0: <laughs> yeah. I think. I, I, I think you're right. Yeah. So I mean, you're right. It is largely the same teams and. Who knows what would have happened in a full season? Likely, as you said, that it would have been we would have had at least two or three of the same teams that we've seen on a yearly basis. Uh, it's interesting to note, though. I saw this on uh, Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt last week that Texas State was able to get a full season in in 13 in 13 weeks, 12 games in a 13 week stretch. Congrats to them. I, I mean. Maybe they just got... Luck. luck certainly plays a role in this, but uh, Texas State should not only be lauded, but rightfully applauded for the... It, it, they finished 2-10, and 10, but they had a lot of close games, a lot of close calls, contests in there, but they should be applauded in their efforts uh, to get that full season in and without having to get a game canceled. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah, like teams like BYU who are independent, and they've been pretty play a lot of games. I think it's up to be to be independent, you know, being one of these smaller conferences like you know, the Sun Belt or wherever else, they seem to do a pretty good job of, of getting their games in. hmm The big guys the big guys not so
0: much. I, I was gonna bring this up later, but now that BYU uh, was mentioned. All right. Are you are you finally are you finally gonna accept no. that the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers or Chanticleers are worthy of being a top fifteen ranked team. Oh no, top
1: fifteen. No, if you were said top twenty-five,
0: it would have said maybe. Okay, top. Tw- how about top ten? No, top twenty-five. Are they worthy of being ranked? That was a heck of a game, Krens. You had Alabama and you you had Alabama and LSU on CBS. You had Clemson and Virginia Tech on ABC, and the best game is on ESPNU between Coastal Carolina and BYU. A game that was hastily put together on Thursday because Liberty backed out uh, with COVID issues there on campus. So we got Zach Wilson, a first round lock at quarterback here to be drafted in next April's draft and you have BYU undefeated against the undefeated Coastal Carolina just fantastic the way that that game got set up on such short notice and it was a very good game it was a fantastic finish more than anything uh remnants of uh reminiscent of the Super Bowl between the Rams and the Titans where Derek Mason gets stopped at the one yard line uh, this was just fantastic so Kudos to Coastal Carolina and the Chanticleers.
1: It was a game of the week, and it seems like every week there's no games that are worth a damn, or no game that you want to watch. For for whatever reason, there's like no ranked teams playing each other. This was a very interesting game. That would never have happened Mm at any other time. And it was. A, I was actually interested in it, and I watched it uh, the second half, and it was, uh, it was all right, and had a good finish. And, uh, like the BYU quarterback didn't show me uh, anything. um I don't think BYU's any good.
0: No, I would agree the with Coastal that.
1: Carolina's fine. I mean, I mean top top twenty five teams. Gee, I don't know. They're. If they are, might be 24th or 25th. Okay, so, so uh, B- BYU hasn't played anybody, and they played probably the best team they'll see in Coastal Carolina and came down to the end. And mm-hmm. BYU's probably the best team Coastal Carolina has played. I mean, they played Appalachian State and won that one. So, I mean, I just, I just look at it as if they were to play such and such a team, do you, do you think they would win, or would they win? Uh, if they were playing the were the twentieth ranked team. <laughs> who would you expect them to uh, to win? So, I mean, if you look at the Coastal Carolinas, went up to eleventh mm-hmm. in the AP poll. They're they one they're one spot ahead of Georgia. If they put Georgia and Coastal Carolina played somewhere in <laughs> Texas or in Ohio. Like, who would win between Georgia and Coastal Carolina? Who would win between Coastal Carolina? and Iowa. I don't know, maybe Coastal Carolina would beat them. Yeah. So.
0: Well, okay, let's look 11th, at
1: the... I mean, they're, they're not the 11th best team in the country. So a couple people, like a half dozen people had them at number eight.
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous. They,
1: they haven't beat anybody. They beat Kansas by 15, which is not good. If you're only being Kansas by 15... It's not good. They beat Louisiana, which i not... Oh, Louisiana, was they uh, were... Iowa State, not the big win for them. Yep. That looks real good right now. Again, yeah, like I said at the beginning, they didn't beat anybody, and they finally played BYU, it was 22-17, to 17, it was fine. And, and Texas, like Appalachian State, they were the best team that played all year. Yeah. Like, they, they didn't play anybody. And you know, they, they got Louisiana here at the end of the year, and... I got that, what, in two weeks, so be a nice boost okay. for them if they're so ranked or if they're ranked, yeah, they're up to 17 right now, but I still don't understand why these teams are, around. like Liberty, why is Liberty at 9-1? Like, everybody is playing now, so it's not a case that well, these teams are playing, everybody is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like North Carolina State, they're like 8-3 and three or something. Uh, I, I think they're just not... Many good teams this year. So, Wisconsin is two and two. It's yep. not. Remember when North Carolina was like fifth? And like, yes. They're not the fifth best team. No. They're
0: No. Twenty. They're yep. seven and
1: three. That's yep. probably
0: where they should be. Yep. Uh, okay, so if I'm going by the college football playoff rankings as of last week, Coastal Carolina 18th. We'll see where they're at here. We're recording this before the college football playoff rankings are unveiled uh, for this week. So if I go, if I say to you, okay, Coastal Carolina ranked 18th. Let me just give you a few of the teams in the vicinity there. North Carolina ranked 17th. Would Coastal Carolina beat North Carolina?
1: I I think those would be no interesting games. Okay. How about uh, Uh, that'd be probably uh, a a toss up, I would guess.
0: Okay. How about Wisconsin, 16th best team? Probably not.
1: Okay.
0: Wisconsin,
1: they lost a couple.
0: Iowa, Uh, 19th.
1: I would
0: take Iowa. Okay. How about Northwestern, fourteenth ranked? I would take the
1: Northwestern now.
0: Yeah. I would take Coastal Carolina, perhaps over Northwestern. I wouldn't take them against Wisconsin or Iowa. I would take them no. against North Carolina. So, uh, yeah. Just like they, you all know, those games,
1: like they could win all of those games, and maybe they are the fifteenth best team mm-hmm. this year. But and hopefully all they their bowl game are like. No, Cincinnati's going to get that spot in the bowl game, so I don't know where their you
0: know, bowl game is going to go to. So. Well, and, and who knows with all of the um, with all of the, the canceled bowl games? I say we're at, at minimum nine right now. I think it's close. I think it might be eleven now games, bowl games that are canceled. So I think teams are going to go to places. Uh, con- there's going to be. Just throw out whoever, like, oh, it's, it's supposed to be ACC versus SEC. Just throw that out. You know, just... Just take whatever teams. Maybe make it more regionalized. I hope though that Coastal Carolina doesn't go to like the Birmingham Bowl. Give them a bigger profile game than that. Like give them the 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 Gator Bowl or something like that. Uh, they should be celebrating. Yeah. And I don't. And I agree. I don't think that in in a in a normal season, Coastal Carolina doing this would be ranked. I would say twenty to twenty-five at best. Given this year, though, and the lack of quality teams and the lack of games that certain teams have played, I think they're a top fifteen team this year. Just given everything, oh. given the season. In, in a normal year, maybe twenty to twenty-five. So. Like all the
1: teams are playing though. But they're like, not just because good. Because they're like nine and zero or ten and zero. Like that doesn't matter to me. I just don't. They, again, you look at who they played, it's like, oh, you haven't played anybody. And you're, the best team who played was Saturday, and it, it was this close game, and it came down, you know, they were a yard short of winning the game or losing the game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know, they, they played with BYU, who is in a similar ballpark of being like the 20 to the 25th best team of. A team that's won a bunch of games, but doesn't really have any quality wins. It's like two teams that were undefeated, hadn't played anybody, played. They played a close game. Uh, they play ten more times. They probably split to, split five and five. Yep. So they, I don't know, they're having a great year. New Orleans Bowl, Camellia Bowl, whatever bullshit bowl they're going to go to. Lending Tree Bowl, who the hell knows. I don't think it's going to be a good one.
0: Don't send I mean, it don't to the Myrtle there. Beach Bowl. Please don't send them to the Myrtle Beach Bowl.
1: Something, they're going to they're gonna get sent to some, one of those bowl games. One of those, where they're playing Marshall. Or who the hell else. <laughs> one of those games that's on Saturday night. Yep. Yeah. At eight o'clock, it's, it's one of those. Would I like to see him play somebody else? Yes. Would I like to see him play in Georgia? Yes. Would I like to see him play Cincinnati? Anybody? Texas A&M? Absolutely. But that's just not going to happen.
0: Send him to the Liberty Bowl in Memphis against I don't know like a a a random team from the Big Ten. Something like that. I want to see. I, I just want to see. Them. I, I, I'll be curious to see where they go. I'll be just curious to see who is even eligible for a bowl game this year. How they determine who goes to a bowl I think game. Is.
1: I think there is no, eligibility.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's
1: no minimum. They got some team like the Pac-12 or the Pac-shit as I call
0: it. Yeah.
1: What are they gonna do? They got USC. They got Colorado. Oregon was ranked. They lost. Washington yep. was ranked. They lost.
0: Yep. Like, they're
1: not a Power 5 conference. No. In name only. In name
0: only. They are not a Power 5 conference in any sense of reality. Yeah. And they, I mean, Colorado and USC would be the best teams in there. I don't know. I mean, in five of the 11 bowl games that have been canceled, five of the nine or 10 or 11, uh, have Pac-12 ties. So, I think the Pac-12 certainly not going to have a, have a lot of say in uh the bowl games that they get nor should they nor should the mac like you got your season in congratulations but you didn't play a lot of games you need to have some uh you know you got to be undefeated or maybe at least two games above 500 um uh number i don't know i don't know that that's uh that's something that'll be interesting to see here in a couple of weeks we that
1: bowl experience that Bill Hancock like to talk about. Well, that's going to be this year. Yeah, the bowl experience of Mobile,
0: Alabama. Yeah, well, it, it'll be a better experience than the bowl game that they'll get in uh, Detroit at the Quick Lane Bowl. Oh, wait, there—that game is uh, canceled this year.
1: How dare you? How dare you?
0: I know. We're taking a shot. What I wanted, what I was going to start out the podcast with, and I think we should spend a, and and it's fine because I wanted to get to this talk anyway here. What I want to, I think, what I think we should spend a good chunk of the podcast talking about this week is SDSU basketball and just how great these teams could be this year. The women beat uh, 15th ranked Iowa State a couple of weeks ago, and then on Sunday played an overtime thriller against number 18 Gonzaga, won that game. Uh, The men completed a a road trip, uh, they beat Iowa State and they had a great uh, shooting performance, particularly in the second half against Bradley. I mean, they missed like they were like 17 of 26 from beyond the arc. And that game was supposed to be this week on Tuesday, it got moved to Friday. I'm sure, just for COVID reasons, you know, traveling, it just made more sense since they were so close. But the SDSU basketball teams had a great week, have had great starts to the season. And I sure hope that this continues to, uh, that they can ride this momentum and that they, they show this throughout the entire uh, conference play and certainly the Summit League Tournament in Sioux Falls in March because they were fantastic.
1: Yeah, the men you got what Shire Minnie's kind of been a surprise. Yeah. You know what you had, Doug Wilson? You know what you got, al. Or Shire Menny was the player of the week, the conference this week, so you got three exceptional players.
0: And great compliments all around them, like Mims and Winget. They just, they have a full, they have a complete roster.
1: Yeah. They're very good. So they've been impressive. Bradley's a very good team. Iowa State's an okay
0: team.
1: Yep. uh, Iowa State was only like a couple point favorite, two, three, four points. So it wasn't a huge upset. And uh, they led the entire way pretty much and hung on in the end. Mm hmm those will be the toughest games they've got for the rest of the year and uh, for the women the difference between them and the team down south is that when they play a team worth a damn they win and they've been doing this a little bit longer mm-hmm. than Vermillion. Vermilion so and the people in Vermilion want to bitch and moan about the the seating and should we get in or not well that all happens in the non-conference when you beat Invega, mm-hmm. when you beat Iowa State, you beat these teams, first you got to schedule them, you gotta get them on the schedule, and then you have to beat them, because it was a few years ago when the played like four or five pretty good teams, but they lost all of them, all of these top 50, top 100 teams, mm-hmm. and they didn't get in the tournament, and the, and the dummies down south didn't know why, because you didn't beat anybody, so... USD, I don't think they're getting an at-large this year. I'll we'll see where the numbers fall, but I think SDSU's got a pretty good chance of getting one if they don't win the conference tournament, because they've got mm-hmm. Iowa State, they've got Gonzaga, they've got Missouri State Yes, coming up. All of these teams that you expect to be ranked uh, in the mix. So, outstanding start for them. So and uh, Maya Selwyn, probably player of the year, quality. Mm-hmm. I, so you got that, she's back, and uh, she's back next year, too, so she's a big difference maker for them. So She, yeah, she uh, is back
0: great, next year. She, this is a redshirt junior year for her?
1: Yeah, she's a okay. junior redshirt junior, so she's back for another one next year. That's a, that's a big difference. Yeah. I, she's uh, you know, the best, best, best player in the conference type, type
0: player. I can't remember if I saw if it was uh, Matt Zimmer from the Argus Leader, and Say or not, but he's. Yeah. I saw the comparison that what Maya Sellens yeah. kind of doing right now is a uh, kind of has a Macy Miller like feel to it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, would you agree with that comparison and assessment?
1: I saw. I I, I, I just saw what her arms look like. Like Maya Selland has gone like through a physical transformation. I think of being out last year and physically she looks a lot stronger so uh with that yeah if she can be a macy miller type that'd be great because it was at the end of that game if you if you watched it or you listened to it or just followed along Mm -hmm. like she was doing everything and she was you know like everything you know rebounds like in the last couple of minutes like they she was she she was gonna win or lose them that game she's the best player and they went to her so that was impressive,
0: and they made a comeback late, hit a big three, and won it in overtime. So, uh, that was that was an impressive win. That was a really good win. And the, she kicked it out to, was it Lindsay Thunick? Um, yep. And she was open, and just, the, the minute she, the second she released it, you could just ch- tell the trajectory of that shot, and it yep. just, it, it hit the bottom of the net. I mean, it didn't even touch a part of the rim. It was such a great yep. shot. Uh, and Gonzaga, let's be fair. I mean, Gonzaga is a really good team. Um, they they had a dogfight fight with USD earlier, and I think the the, the one thing that we could say about USD is they did play South Carolina and they did play Gonzaga, and they hung with both of those teams. Probably should have beat the Zags. Um, but that's the kind of the difference with South Dakota State right now. I mean, they beat Iowa State, beat them pretty. Pretty handedly, um, they, they do have a game here coming up against Kansas State this week. And then Northern Iowa, you got Drake and Missouri State, as you mentioned earlier. And Missouri State's that big game uh, because Missouri State's a very good program in the Missouri Valley. Um, so it just it feels like SDSU is just, everything's just kind of coming together for them at the right time. And we can we could talk about what COVID has done, the impact and stuff on, on the college basketball season. Certainly, but it really doesn't appear that it's impacted SDSU all that much from the standpoint of their scheduling, being able to play these good teams. Uh, Is the schedule as as jam-packed and tough this year as it is in normal years? Maybe not. Maybe it's down a smidge, but they're getting the quality opponents. They're getting the quality regional opponents, and that's only going to help them. And you just see what they're doing, how they're able to beat these teams, and I mean, being ranked for the first time now in the AP Top 25 for the first time in over a decade, uh, that's significant news, and I think if you can continue to beat these teams, they should be ranked, hopefully, a majority of the season, even if they lose perhaps a game or two.
1: Yeah, you would hope so, and someone didn't bring up a couple of weeks ago, but I'll bring it up now. Okay. Again, folks around South, it's always the people down South, um saw some tweets or eight tweets about somebody saying, as a media member, saying, recognize how good these teams are, USD and SDSU, they're really good, mm-hmm. rank them, they're really good, put them in your rankings, you know, and I look at that, and one, for me, I don't give a shit about the polls, as you mentioned, Coastal Carolina, I don't give a shit about the polls, mm-hmm. And it's nice recognition to get, to get ranked and all that. And USD was ranked last year. They were like almost top 10. like, now, nah, I don't think they're that high, but they're ranked. And it's always the folks in Vermilion saying this. You, you never hear Tyler Merriam tweet out stuff. You never hear you know, Matt Zimmer or Jason Hove uh, tweet out, you know, show respect to the or, South Dakota women and all this. It's yeah. always in Vermilion. Or you know, Tom what, Neiman. It is?
0: Tom Neiman, too.
1: As far as I have, and we've talked about this every year for a long time, about how they're like almost like rooting for the team. And I'm sure they're rooting for the team. They want them to do good, and they want them to be recognized for how good they are. So polls don't matter for one. Number two, if you follow college women's basketball, you are aware of SDSU. You are aware of UBSD and how good they are. So it's not like they're not aware of how good these teams are, because they are. So, for me, it just gets tiring. Uh, Mm -hmm. The the cheerleading from media, when, for me, my philosophy, that's not what the media, the radio, the newspapers are supposed to do. They're supposed to cover the team, tell their stories, good or bad. It's not, vote for these teams. Let me be, you know, the PR department for the university. Vote for these teams. So, again, I saw that, and it just gets so tiring, because it seems like I I hear it
0: every year. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, this is going to be something that'll probably drive you up a wall. I don't know if you saw this. I don't. I don't know if you saw this or not. Um, and I'm pulling up their uh, their ranking right now because this does not make a damn bit of sense to me at all, whatsoever. If you look at the men's poll, the men's ranking, this has to be a mistake because in the rankings, in the not the AP, but in the coaches' poll. North Dakota got 14 votes, and they are 0 three. That that cannot be. That has to be a mistake. This is. A, I'm looking at the rankings here on ESPN.com, and North Dakota has 14 votes. That has to be a mistake. I could see South Dakota State getting 14 votes. Uh, you know, not not, not for 14 first place votes. Again, just to be clear, but just 14 votes. Like, hey, maybe they should be ranked. They're three and two. They beat some. Uh, they beat. They've beaten some good, high-caliber teams. They lost to West Virginia. Doesn't look like a bad loss at all. Um, lost to St. Mary's. St. Mary's is a good, uh, good program. So they're three and two. But North Dakota is listed with 14 votes. They are 0 and three, and they just lost to the Gophers. Uh, On Friday night But if you look at North Dakota's uh, Schedule here They are 0-3 And who who have they lost to here Uh, Pulling this up They have lost to Miami of Ohio And Dixie State So how in the hell Are they getting votes That has to be a mistake And it's an egregious one
1: yeah, it's North Dakota State. They've, you know. North Dakota State's, State's 0-4, though. Ball, but they
0: still haven't won any teams, Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, North Dakota State battled Kansas. Congratulations. You, they had the lead. You lost. You didn't win the game. You're 0-4 on the year. North Dakota lost to Dixie State. How in the hell are they getting votes in the college or in the coaches poll? That has to be a mistake. It has to. Yes, and it's not like it's one or two votes. It's, it's a lot of
1: them. Yeah, they had I mean, more votes than who Kentucky. Notre Dame. I don't even know who that would be.
0: Maybe it should be Notre Dame. Uh, let me let me check with Notre Dame. I don't even. I I just think it's a typo on ESPN's part, but it's such an egregious one. Yeah,
1: like if you were to see that, you think the uh, whoever runs the poll would say, "You sure you want to vote for this team, or there must be a mistake somewhere."
0: Yeah. I, it, I it, it, yeah, that doesn't that, make any sense. No, it it doesn't. Uh I I I'm just baffled by how it and I'm baffled that they haven't corrected it yet. That no one has uh has changed that. It doesn't make any sense.
1: Like polls are nice and an idea, but if you don't I mean, nobody can watch all these games to know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Especially if we're talking about the South Dakotas of the world or these teams that people want to get ranked. Like you're, you're, you're game, a lot of games are not available,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you just don't know. So.
0: so the women are doing great. The men, uh, we talked about Baylor Shireman. He was very good. And Noah Friedel is absolutely tremendous. Like, you, Obviously, we've been very fortunate to see uh, to see Mike Dom and Nate Walters do what they did, uh, and it was fantastic. Those are the two greatest players to ever put on a basketball jersey at SDSU, at least in our lifetimes. Uh, oh yeah. And I'm not saying that Noah Friedel is uh, is the next, you know, Nate Walters or Mike Dom. He he's not. He's a he's a different player, but he shoots really well. But this team, to me. And maybe I'm just drinking the blue and yellow Kool-Aid a little too much and I need to sit back down and being too prisoner of the moment. But it just feels like this team, this year, is as complete of a team as I can recall. They can beat you so many different ways. do do you get that sense, or am I maybe if I maybe I'm overstating this a little too much? I
1: think they're a very deep team because it's the three guys we mentioned. Shireman, and then Doug Wilson was Player of the Year, and Noah Frydell probably going to win at least one of those.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you've seen SDSU, they've, they've been the best team in this conference since Nate Walters' what, sophomore year?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And you've had North Dakota State, probably the only team that has given them any trouble. You've yep. had USD, had a couple good years with Mooney, but it's been, it's been NDSU and SDSU. And uh, SDSU has consistently had the best player in the conference, and they've got that this year. And uh, Noel Friedle probably is still a level behind Dom and Walters, but he'll be you know, among those top five top guys.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's from T, he's local, he's an hour down the road. And I just wonder, because he wasn't originally supposed to be at SDSU, and I just wonder with the change in the administration there, uh, with the previous coach. <laughs> would,
0: he,
1: would he have been there? Because if the previous coach stays, yep. so does David Jenkins. And if David Jenkins stays, um, he becomes, I think, the number two scorer of all
0: time because he was on an unbelievable pace yes he first was. two years. Yep. I mean, it's just tremendous second
1: only to Dom. So uh, Jenkins, he would have been with Walters and Dom yes. up there. But yep. I guess in the long run, it's probably better The previous administration left.
0: Yep.
1: Uh, Henderson, hopefully, he's there for a while, and there was really no uh, rebuilding change at all. They went from NCAA tournament team to, you know, number one team in the conference. They did not fall off really really much at all. You just got to win those conference titles.
0: Remember when the news first broke that Otzelberger was headed to UNLV and. The SDSU had the very quick hire saying, hey, we're just going to promote Coach Henderson, Hendo there. And we're all kind of like, okay. I mean, you you do have other uh, potential like Saul Phillips, we had mentioned, you know, that he's now coaching at Northern State. I think he's still coaching there. Um, who is the Who is the the one guy who used to coach at Nebraska and I was on the Big Ten Network? Um, Miles, Tim Miles. Yep, Tim Miles was mentioned. And then when they, so when they said, "Oh, we're just we," they immediately hired Henderson, and we're, you know, it's like, okay, that's a little or promoted Henderson, I guess, to head coach. Like, okay, that's a little little uh, surprising, but maybe they want to try and keep those that's recruits. They got that with, with the Henderson
1: hire. Was, you know, kind of like. Okay, we're hiring this assistant guy who just got here a year or two ago. Well, that wasn't surprising. That was a money decision or whatever it was because you had, you know, Tim Miles out there. All right, he got fired from Nebraska. Is he going to come back to South Dakota? Yep. He had, you know, some some success at uh, Nebraska more than they usually have. And then when he had Saul Phillips go to Northern States, that was like, what? Mm-hmm. He's going to go for the to Ohio to a MAC school to Division Two. Northern State, a very good Division Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like when those two Division One guys are out there and then we're hiring Henderson, they know better than us. That's why they get paid the money that they get paid to, to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. And um, they haven't had to make a lot of decisions as far as who to
0: hire. Yep. For
1: I mean, they haven't had to hire a football coach. They haven't had to hire a women's basketball coach. They've had to hire a couple men's coaches.
0: And wrestling, because
1: yeah, the they both worked out. I don't, I don't like Alceburger at all. Mount mm-hmm. uh, very good coach. And he's a recruiter. He'd be a good assistant to recruit folks. I wouldn't have him be a head coach. But um, yeah, things things have worked out well uh, with Henderson.
0: Yeah, I just hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't leave. But he will receive offers this year. I'm hopeful that he'll stay because if you can make SDSU into one of those perennial. High mid major schools, and I would say that SDSU is kind of on the cusp of that if they aren't there already. Um, this is not, uh, this is not Delaware, this is not uh, McNeese State, this is not uh, Utah Valley. This is, I mean, SDSU is probably even above the likes of you know Sunbelt's uh, favorites, University of Texas, Arlington. And Missouri Valley, Missouri State. I mean, this is, they're better than a lot of these programs in the area and across the country.
1: There were rankings there a couple of years ago where, like, they ranked all the Summer League teams on a variety yeah. of factors. And they put, like, recruiting for SDSU, like, in the middle of the pack. I don't know if they meant just the area where they recruit from even that is really good, because Mike Dom came from the middle of nowhere in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And Walters came from Western Minnesota. Yep. And Noah Fidel came from outside of Sioux Falls. And Doug Wilson came from A. Community college in Iowa. This is South Dakota State's territory. Yep. And they've consistently out-recruited everybody. or they, They've gotten the best players, however you want to put it. They've gotten the best players every year. They mm-hmm. have the best player in the conference more times than not. Going back ten years, so recruiting-wise, there's a, there's a lot of talent in this area, and they for some for all, for whatever reason they they continue to hit on all-time players over and
0: over again. Yep. So uh, hopefully uh, the level of excellence continues this year for both the men and the women. The men's non-conference schedule is going to go die down or completely be done after this Dakota Showcase this week, where they're playing North Dakota, South Dakota. North Dakota State in non-conference play. I'm hopeful because that that'd be three weeks before their next game. Hopefully they'll get a couple of additional non-conference games on the schedule there because I think three weeks is just would be a little detrimental to them. And then just to finish up with the women again, playing really well. They got a, they got some good teams coming up here. A lot of Missouri Valley teams are playing Kansas State this uh, this Thursday, so looking forward to them. And, and who's the uh, who's the the gal that uh, is the sophomore that uh, hopefully SDSU will land? Who's uh, just head and shoulders above the rest in the uh, girls basketball in in high school? Broughton, Broughton, Broughton. thank you. So you you bring is AJ gonna bring Broughton in uh, to. You know, coming on the heels of Maya Selen, coming on the heels of Macy Miller, and, you know, going back to, you know, like Jen Warkentine back in 2007. I mean, this has just been a, AJ's uh, level of excellence here. He Remember, he, he flirted with Green Bay. He was going to take the Green Bay job. Um, I think Green Bay is uh, uh, not the great place for him, nor is the University of Minnesota. South Dakota State is where it's at. And the women are ranked 22nd. And that is... Fantastic news to see. Um, no, so great, great talk there. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly keep track of the Jackrabbits here over the course of the season. Is there anything else from the college basketball ranks that, uh, that caught your eye last week uh, that you'd like to discuss? I know Villanova beat uh, Shaka Smart, which was, uh, you know, we oh. like Jay Wright. We like Villanova. Um, so that was good. But anything else that you saw last week? Uh, Michigan State beat Duke. Um, that was good. Kentucky is terrible this year. That's kind of fun to see. Uh, anything else kind of catch your eye? Well,
1: no, there's a lot of game going on now. It should be done with.
0: Yeah, Creighton.
1: What do we got here?
0: Creighton and Kansas. So
1: what? Yeah, how's that going?
0: Uh, let's see here. 59-56 uh,
1: Kansas here with eight to go. So that's, you know. Creighton, I know you're a you're Creighton guy. So yeah. That's, that's big for you.
0: Yes, I am. Uh,
1: Iowa. I mean, Iowa's at number three, uh, Iowa, North Carolina tonight, and uh, Illinois and Duke. Yep. You know, some, some big-time games tonight, and uh, we got this...
0: ACC Big Ten Challenge.
1: Uh, this uh, Iowa, what is this, Iowa Gonzaga game, it's in Sioux
0: Falls, That's uh, exactly. December 19th.
1: So again, yeah, that could be, it could be number one versus number two. Yep. be a hell of a deal for Sioux Falls. That'd be amazing, so... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if Iowa, if they're for real. Um,
0: Luca Garza is between, for real. Uh, Luka Garza is huh? fantastic. Luca Garza is the real deal.
1: Yeah, he's, like, you look at a guy like him who's just dominating. Great year last year, great year this year. Okay, you know, is he going to be anything in the NBA? And, you are know, like, probably not. But, you know, you, you just look at one of those guys that just killed it in college.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
1: you know, is, is he going to be an NBA guy? I don't know.
0: Mike Dom killed it in college And he didn't get a sniff Really Oh he
1: didn't get a sniff No That's uh, ridiculous
0: Yeah
1: Yeah Iowa Iowa number three That's a little bit different And um Hopefully once this uh, Joe Biden pick Gets done with I can maybe uh, Put some money uh, Foolishly On college basketball Yeah uh, win, win, money
0: to lose the money. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. Iowa certainly. Uh, Luca Garza is fun to watch just because of everything he did. He outscored Western Illinois in the first half of their game last week. Fantastic yeah. stuff. Uh, so and,
1: uh, North, North, the uh, North Dakota State women, yes, appeared not only not to be terrible, maybe maybe appear to be the third best team in that conference. So yes. they were bad for a long time. Mm-hmm. And new coach the North Dakota State women. They might be, you know, that
0: number three team. Yes, they they do look good. They're undefeated right now. Um, so yeah, very very good. Great stuff there. It like I said, ACC Big Ten challenge going on right now. And uh, yeah, Iowa Gonzaga's uh, the the 19th of December. And hopefully, I think that's going to be Gonzaga's next game because they're in uh, COVID protocols here. Their next four games have been postponed or canceled. So hopefully. That game goes on a schedule. I know they're trying to reschedule their game with Baylor, which would be great. And uh, hopefully the Zags yep. will crush Baylor because we hate Baylor. We hate everything about Baylor. We hate
1: people that rape. And they yeah. have a history of rape. Yep. Uh, it, may not, it may not be the current folks here, you know, but past folks have. we don't like it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, no game, I think, uh, epitomized epitomizes. 2020 more than what we saw Sunday between Jacksonville and Minnesota. It was just an awful game. Uh, no reason why the Vikings should have struggled as much. I saw your Facebook post. I completely understand. But let me just let me just throw this out, Krins, as a reason to watch and get excited. Justin Jefferson is the next star wide receiver in the NFL. He's got over a thousand yards in 12 games. He uh, is the the like only the fourth rookie to do it. Uh, along with the likes of Odell Beckham Jr., Randy Moss, and Anquan Bolden. I mean that's pretty elite company that you're that you're joining there. So nothing else. I'm not like I said. It was a terrible game. Uh, Kendricks going out in the or you know in, re-injuring his calf in pre-game warmups. So it shell shocked the team, especially on that first drive. Uh, and then you get the the stupid ricochet and whatnot for the touchdown to Lavisca Chenault. Anyway. A terrible game aside, the reason you want to watch the Vikings going forward is for J.J., for Justin Jefferson and the Jets that he puts on. He, he's so good for being a rookie. It's and it's phenomenal. It really is. Getting up on Bolden
1: with the record for most yards as a rookie. Uh, Odell Beckham, looking at his stats, he only played like 11 or 12 games that first year, unless he got hurt or something. But he pretty Odell Beckham's rookie year is probably the best mm-hmm. rookie year of all time. Then what Moss did. Then after that, like Justin Jefferson's probably in that top five. Yes. Well, best rookie seasons ever. And the first two games, they were just, you know, they probably needed a preseason. The first two games were not good then after that yeah he, he's he been he's been unbelievable Um, you know, like what he was the fifth receiver taken yes and like he's the guy that I like, think you and me both agreed on like this is who he wants this is who we think is going to be good
0: mm-hmm. and the Eagles didn't take him and now that, that's a huge mistake already
1: yep uh, you can you can tell that after after 10-12 games you, you can you don't need three four years on this one nope. you can tell he's good so uh, the Diggs trade was something I wasn't a huge fan of it but he had somebody just as good as Diggs, um, for nothing for, yes. for zero money. So yeah, they, they they hit on these guys, they 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 do a pretty good job of getting wide receivers. I just can't say enough about
0: mm-hmm.
1: how well they draft. Yep. They don't they, 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 they rarely pick in the top five or the top ten, uh, but they get Hall of Fame guys, they get all pro guys. Late first round, second round, they get Delvin Cook, they get Harrison Smith, they get Kendricks and Barr and yep. uh, they get Peeling. you know, his story, and they get Justin Jefferson in the twenties, and they get Moss, and they get all these guys. You know, all these guys that they built this defense up and Daniil Hunter in the fourth round and Emerson mm-hmm. Griffin when they got him, they get all of these guys mm-hmm. that become you know, all pro caliber guys, like right? the best at their position type guys. So is it fair all to, to s- talk about Byronese yeah. people at the beginning of the year so I, I think it's just ridiculous
0: yeah absolutely absolutely is um is it fair to say that the two biggest misses for the Vikings in <laughs> drafting and they're they're very big misses um would be drafting Christian Ponder and drafting laquan Treadwell Yeah, let me face to say out
1: Troy Williamson was
0: bad Troy yep, Troy was bad. Was that in the current regime or no? That was after they, they traded Randy Moss. Oh. Um I yeah, don't think as that as was the Rick
1: administration. Yeah. Yeah, as as, yeah That would be, that'd be correct, I would
0: say. Yeah, cuz I mean we could go to Erasmus James or Demetrius Underwood no. when they could have gotten Javon Curse back then. I got <laughs> just strictly with Spielman running the the, the show. Um, I think it, it I think it, I mean, because they could have had Michael Thomas instead of Laquan Treadwell. And Michael Thomas is a fantastic wide receiver with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, So it's, I think Treadwell and Ponder are easily the two biggest misses that they've had. Uh, Matt Khalil was a good tackle for a while. He just got injured a lot. So I don't think that, I mean, that's, he was an all pro in his rookie season. And hopefully, and then it, it tailed off after that. Hopefully. Justin Jefferson will not do that, but I I mean, it's just, it's fun to see, and I I think this is, I'm not going to be worried about him in four or five years, because I don't think he carries himself the way Stephon Diggs does. Diggs is all about me, 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 and he's just, he's kind of a, a basket case, he's, something's a little messed up there in the head, he's a little loopy, he's something. Justin Jefferson seems he's very tough. He oh, yes, okay, great word for it. Um Justin Jefferson seems like a, a kid who's got a great head on his shoulders, he seems pretty humble, he's got a chip uh, to prove, just like a lot of players in the NFL do. But to me, I don't think I'm I don't think Vikings fans are going to have to worry about him going off the deep end at some point here, barring something completely unforeseen at this point.
1: And he's uh, it, it, you know lost his rookie season. I remember it. You remember it. Yep. We remember Thanksgiving Day. That yeah, Thanksgiving Day. We remember that. We remember his first game uh, against Tampa. Yep. We remember the, the Green Bay game on Monday night. Yep. We Remember games, and we remember specific highlights and plays and touchdowns. Yep. From those games, like I, I don't really remember any you know Justin Jefferson catch. He's a big play receiver. He makes these, you know, down the field catches. Mm-hmm. But I think I can't remember. Like, did he make a big catch against the Packers? I don't remember. Did he make, I, I can't.
0: <laughs> I think he had one catch for 18 anything. yards.
1: I can't remember anything. I'm going nuts.
0: Yep. I think he had one catch for 18 yards in that game against oh. the Packers. Like, the first two games, he was non existent. And that was more so, it's kind of, it, I think they were just kind of bringing him up to speed. I think they were playing more like B.C. Johnson and stuff, or or uh, like Tajay Sharp, someone like that. They were just trying to bring Jefferson along, kind of get him acclimated to the game. Kind of like when they brought Ezra Cleveland in as the, what, the starting right guard or whatever. Uh, when they brought him into the starting lineup, immediately the run game got better. And so, uh, I, we saw him blossom in that game against the Titans. The Titans game is the one I remember when he makes two Titan defenders run into each other and miss. And then I remember the you know the catch in Chicago where he catches like a third and fourteen and runs uh, like thirty five yards down the field. Those are some of the catches I remember. And yeah, he doesn't make a lot of spectacular catches. He just makes them look so easy, like it's so effortless with him. And then you see the burning the, the burners after. And him being able to score, it's just, when a ball is thrown in his direction, I expect it to be caught. I was shocked when he dropped that little that little four or five yard pass against Dallas a few weeks ago. Uh, I remember that one. I remember yeah, that one. Yeah. I remember he, those others. I remember that. Because he doesn't, we just, 12 games in, we don't expect that sort of thing from him. Pretty much any ball that's thrown to him is going to be caught. And so that happened. He look, He was looking upfield. It's a rookie mistake. It happens. That arguably is, it's certainly one of the reasons why the Vikings lost that game to the Cowboys. They shouldn't have lost that game whatsoever. But he would have caught, if he had caught that pass to get a first down, who knows what happens there in the end. But that drop on second down uh, was a huge momentum uh, drop for, for the Vikings there and wound up losing that game. This guy, though, he doesn't – you might not remember what he does. You just know, though. You expect that he's going to have over 100 yards, that he's going to have a big lengthy catch downfield, and he's going to have a touchdown somewhere along the line, and he's going to do the gritty, which I still don't – I don't know what dance that's from, uh, but do the gritty all you want, my friend. He's, He's the real deal.
1: Moss has the three top receiving yardage seasons. In, in team history and then Thielen a couple of years ago were the number four. And I think Jefferson's going to eclipse what Thielen did a couple of years ago. 1,360, 70 yards. Yeah, so I think he's going to finish with the most receiving yards of any receiver not named Randy Moss
0: mm-hmm. ever
1: for the Vikings in, in his first year.
0: Yep.
1: Like the, the thing coming out of the draft was what was it? His speed, and he played the slot. My yes. God, how's he going to play in the, he played the slot second. Yeah. Yep. How, and, for fuck's sake, could he move 10 yards or 15 yards out of the slot? <laughs> to or the outside. He, it's like, so stupid. It's, it's so goddamn stupid to me, yeah. some of these draft things. It's like you watched him play, I watched him play. Even yep. if you just watched him in the two playoff games against Oklahoma and Clemson. Mm-hmm. He tore them a new asshole
0: Back Yes he did, he did.
1: What do you have Four, five touchdowns What do you have in some of those ridiculous Against yeah, Oklahoma
0: I think he had Yeah four touchdowns It was
1: Yeah And I'm like, I'm like Jesus Christ This guy is good And yeah. then we picked him And Twelve games in We're like God damn He's good Stefan who? Like, and you know uh, Burroughs aren't going to win rookie of the year uh Chargers quarterback Herbert, he might probably win it. I would That's, guess.
0: After that after that back. loss that forty five nothing loss of the Patriots scrims, I don't think yeah. so. I, it's, I mean,
1: Justin Jefferson's right there. Vikings are winning games, they're playing yep. well, and I think if they somehow make these playoffs yep. and he's got big games, he's gonna be the rookie of the year.
0: Yes. Oh I am I am so in uh, in support of that I'm right with you Kay Adams on NFL Network On Good Morning Football She's in the mix uh, too She says that it should be Justin Jefferson And pretty much everyone else um, You know if Joe Burrow had You stayed... mentioned
1: that receiver Start from the Titans I forgot he was on the team Before you mentioned it. I haven't thought of him <laughs> Since probably August Has yeah. he caught a pass this year I've I never seen him on the field no, he's... I forgot he was on the team Yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's been inactive for several. He's been inactive for a lot of games this season because Jefferson has just been so much better. It's just it's so much fun to see. Uh, So if if for no other reason, because the 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 way the Vikings have played over the last three weeks, it doesn't give you much faith that they can make it through this next quarter of the season at better than one and three, maybe two and two, and eight and eight's just not going to make the the playoffs in the NFC.
1: They have got the tiebreaker here. Yep. With the Cardinals, and you know you got the Bears, you got the Lions, you got San Francisco, you got the Washington Ball Club, a game behind here. So if, yep. you, if we just want to, you know, focus on this is a Viking versus Arizona race.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'm wanting that the Vikings own the tiebreaker uh, based on winning percentage in common games. Vikings still have Detroit. You got to win that one. Yeah. Uh, because Arizona also. Uh, play Detroit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So just to keep your tiebreaker edge there. And yeah, looking like two and two down the stretch. Can you beat the Bears, which I'm skeptical of? They'll beat Detroit because they always do. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, got, you know, Tampa and New Orleans. Also, see what happens there. You know, you, you expect them to lose those. They broke down the schedule last week. You know, we got Arizona. We got the Giants and the Eagles. We got the 49ers and the Rams. You know, if they can, can they go two and two, NFC East all of a sudden where the hell does this come from? Yeah. So all ref. of a sudden, at, at Giants, doesn't appear to be a, a walkover. No. I don't know how they, I don't know how they won. Uh, it sure so wasn't the quarterback, but no. at Giants, can, can the Rams beat them? Are the Rams playing for something in week 17? That's looking like a pretty sweet, uh, Sunday night game maybe Rams Cardinals uh, to finish it out
0: so mm-hmm.
1: you know, 49ers not bad B- Eagles we'll oh. see what Jalen Hurts does Jalen Hurts seems to be exciting
0: yep oh so, yeah poor Carson Wentz gets benched oh who oh boy we're just so sad about that
1: that was about a month too late for, for them to make that move it so, sure was again 8-8 um, eight eight. is 8 I didn't think it happened I still think it is going to happen but can the Cardinals go two 2-2 and two down the stretch here and I would assume the Vikings also go two and two mm-hmm. down this stretch, is where. I mean, that game, that Jacksonville game was no good. That was no good.
0: No, it, it was. Uh, it, it was the epitome of twenty twenty. Yeah. It was. It was no good. Yeah. And
1: I can't. I mean, the quarterback has his turnovers and then his pick sixes and his fumbles. Like you just expect, like once a game, he's going to do something like that.
0: The pick six wasn't his fault though. That's I, all. I, I, that's I, all I, I, on it down.
1: Happens Cook wasn't looking, like, it wasn't a screen pass per se, because there wasn't anybody out in front of him, he just kind of leaks out of the backfield.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To, just to sit on Cousins for a bit, with a pass like that where, what was he, five yards away from the line of scrimmage, Cook was, he wasn't that far off the field. Mm-mm. Like a lot of the times, he can throw the ball down the field without the guy looking and get it to him, and by the time the ball gets to him, he turns around and finds it. I mean, with something like that, it's not going to take very long for the ball to get there. So I would, I would hope that the guy is looking at you when that happens. Mm-hmm. Or it's, uh, you know. So, yeah, not his fault. I and mean, in the fumble at the goal line, Cook's fault. So you expect something with Cousins to, to go wrong, his fault or not. Mm-hmm. But like he's played well in the stretch. You can't say much bad about him. He's played well. And, you know, we had to, with Zimmer, was the protege of Parcells. And Phelan, uh was Phelan and now I think the thing is the fourth quarter QB rating of Kirk Cousins is 150,000% or whatever it is and it's the best in the league better than Pat Mahomes
0: so mm-hmm.
1: like things are going well can he keep this up
0: yep I think this
1: I think the answer I think we all know it's no there's going to be a deal he can do all of this in give a Jacksonville game they score and he's got the ball and what does he has to do is drive them right down the field and they kick a field goal mm-hmm. uh, to, to win the deal I mean, he, he did Carolina game the week before. He drove them out of the field. They won the game. I mean, he's doing everything that anybody would ever want him to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the last four games, and the playoffs are right there. And uh, we saw what happened a couple of years ago when they had to beat the Bears. Yep. And that didn't happen. And um uh, his best? The thing he's had on is that Saints playoff game last year. Yep. So can can this quarterback keep this up? Because Alvin Cook really hasn't done much. Lately, they, they fed him quite a bit. He's yep. one play away, always from you know, from him being gone for a long time.
0: Yep. So, it's um, sure, it sure looked look like the offensive. Yards. It, I was just going to say, it sure looked like the offensive line didn't want to block on Sunday. Yeah, no, I don't know
1: what, they got like 32 carries. He finally got 120 yards. And yep. They had to give him a lot to get 120 yards.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and this defense, I don't know how this defense keeps being respectable. I <laughs> mean Jacksonville what had nine points up until the last couple minutes. Yeah. Nine points the whole game. And all that was on the first drive. And they give up the touchdown late and I don't know how this defense continues to
0: do this. Or, apparently Cam Dansler is coming around. I was just gonna mention he had the interception. Just go ahead. Like, go ahead.
1: Like uh Gladys has been healthy for the most part, and Dansler really hasn't, but he had the interception and put into the, the pro football focus grades. So he's been doing uh, pretty well. Yes. So if they've got two corners that are better than the Trey Waynes and uh, became the Alexanders of the world, mm-hmm. which were a couple of busts, if these guys are legitimate, then, yeah, then, they've got, then they've got some guys here for the next five, six, seven years. So. Yeah,
0: I, th- I think Gladney's gotten better as the season has gone on. He's more of a physical oh. corner. You, you disagree? Uh,
1: Creighton, Creighton had three free throws with a second to go down three, and made the first two. and They missed the last one. No. I and mean, Kansas, Kansas won seventy three to seventy
0: two. Oh, oh. What no. a heartbreaker!
1: What a heartbreaker!
0: Tell you, Creighton. They're going
1: to look at. They're going to look at the final seconds here, but there's not going to be enough time. Anyway, so I think the game's done. Oh, what a. Off the back iron, one second to go. It ain't gonna matter. What a what a heartbreaker.
0: Morgan State beat Rick Pitino and Iona. That's not a good loss for Iona.
1: Yeah. Give it up, give it up, Rick. It
0: up. Uh, so yeah, it's just yeah. We'll see what Kirk Cousins and the Vikings can do. Um, it's just given where they were at, it's just nice that they're in a position to be competitive f- football. And again, Mike Zimmer yeah. should be thrown in with the head coaching. Uh, Coach of the Year, Kenny. It's not saying he should win, but he should at least be mentioned with what he's been able to do with this defense. And I, I guess, just to finish the point up on Gladney, I think he is going to be... He, I think is going to be the better of the two cornerbacks. Uh, Gladney, to me, looks feels more like a Xavier Rhodes. Like more of a physical shutdown corner eventually. But Gladney's gotten better as the season's gone on. He's had to cover a lot of number one wide receivers. Uh, so... Give him time. I think he'll be just fine. Um, but, yeah, Dantzler, very good. And, yeah, you just think about all the guys. And I hope Kendricks isn't out for a long period of time because uh, certainly if he if he is, then the Vikings defense is going to suffer. But the way they've been able to just hang in there uh, is remarkable. It really is. It's still
1: there, 5-6, and I lost that Dallas game. Um they were competitive with Seattle. They beat the Packers. It's been a very odd year yep. where, I mean, a seventh playoff team, you don't need seven playoff teams. Vikings, they're not a playoff team, Look, they might get in this thing. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see what happens. I mean, Tampa is beatable. They're 7-5. I mean, you beat Tampa, you jump Tampa to the sixth spot all of a sudden. Yep. So, you know, it looks like they're probably going to take on, uh, what, the Packers or the uh Seahawks, if they do make it as a six or a seven seed, and they played with those teams, and those teams are beatable. So, I guess that's kind of what
0: you're hoping for. I saw on Monday night that Stephon Diggs now has had three consecutive years of a thousand yards receiving, but in Minnesota, and I get that he was paired up with Adam Thielen, which uh, is a, a factor in this, but it's a good factor because that means you have two good wide receivers. But he didn't have more than like 1,100 yards, 1,120 yards in a season. In the last three years, he's gonna get more. He's gonna have more of that in Buffalo. But then you, you just think of where Justin Jefferson's at right now and the production that he's that he has. I mean, he's gonna surpass any total that Diggs had the last few seasons in Minnesota, and he's gonna he's gonna blow them away, the, those totals away. So it's. Like Diggs is a very good wide receiver. Do not get me wrong. He he's very fast. He's very uh, shifty. I mean, he can he can run the deep routes. He can run the short routes. He's very good. He's a complete wide receiver. But Justin Jefferson has replaced him in Minnesota in very quick time, and it's just it's almost as though the Vikings offense now they have those two really explosive uh, playmakers in Thielen and. Jefferson, where you knew that Diggs could run a deep route every once in a while, but he was going to be more of the, the short passes, let him use his speed to get ahead of you. Jefferson, not quite as fast as Diggs, but he has the explosiveness and the, the ability to run a uh, the deep bomb uh, is much better with Jefferson than it is with Diggs. That's the way I feel. Same thing with Thielen.
1: Thielen's a tremendous athlete. He's yes. fast, uh, great hands. Yep. He can catch a deep pass. Yeah. So they have got two guys very similar.
0: And, um. I'd love to see them get a third guy. Another, I'd love to see them get a third. Like a,
1: another third receiving option. Yes. But two, they they have the
0: best tandem again in the league. So. Yeah. Pro Football Focus has them at like two and three. I mean that's yeah. it's just remarkable. It it really is, yeah. and it's a testament to Kirk Cousins too, because he's yeah. he has to get the ball to them, and he's done that. Uh, I was midway through the season, a quarter of the way through the season. I was like, okay, you know, Kirk got to go, but he plays like this—the way that Jefferson's ascending and stuff. It, it, I, I it makes me feel like there's hope uh, for this team here over the next. do like oh, no, don't use that. I know, word. I know. It, it, the the loons lost. The, the loons, the, the loons lost in the Western Conference Finals in Major League Soccer yesterday, uh, Monday night. They blew a two nothing lead to Seattle. So I shouldn't say hope in Minnesota sports in the in the same. It's just Minnesota's not good.
1: Minnesota's really good at the shitty sports. The sports they don't matter.
0: Yeah,
1: like soccer and professional women's basketball.
0: <laughs> yeah, the links matter here, though. They do. Huh? The links matter here, but you're right. It's in terms of no, the, in terms no. of in terms of the um, in terms of the the national. Uh, Just common sense. Common, no. Sports, yeah. No. No. Okay. All right. All uh, right. Anything else that we need to get to here?
1: Uh, fantasy, I, I win. I think I win this week.
0: Yep, you crushed my mother and uh, crushed her spirit, so good job on that. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. I need Mom. your
1: wife. I need your wife. Uh, or she's got Justin Tucker. I need him to get six
0: points
1: tonight. Yep. Because if that doesn't happen, then it's done. Yep. Um, so I mean, that's to that, that site. Our matchup. I mean, you're in the mix for a division title, I believe. Right?
0: Yes, I do need I, I need Ezekiel Elliott and Patrick Queen to get less than 16 points, which I'm not. Uh, of it, it, it'll be it'll be tough. If that if that happens though, then I move into a first a three way tie for first in the division. You may as well call our division the NFC East because it's yeah. so bad. Uh, but then yes then it would set up a big showdown with you next week Uh, we play each other Uh, there's a lot at stake here I think this uh, this matchup has uh, potentially been flexed to prime time
1: oh wow I don't don't think I'm winning Uh, I don't think I I I can win I don't think I'm going to get in the playoffs though Um, there was one play that did I think it was uh, some Tampa Bay receiver got a touchdown oh Godwin
0: yes a couple weeks ago yep
1: that cost me a win, and that cost me the, the entire thing. So hopefully that can get done tonight, and we can play for something there. And uh, tiebreaker's probably not going to go my way, but this one, LC, I need to win my last two. I need somebody else to lose their last two. So that's, that's all we got. It's been a good season. Uh, Big Laramie did it again for me. So. He did. Him and, him and Devontae Adams. Those were, those were good guys.
0: Yes, they were. Very, very solid picks. I've had to. My struggles at the quarterback position uh, pretty much all year. Whenever I start, Ryan Stafford has a big game. If I start Stafford, then Ryan has a big game. It just doesn't, it just hasn't been yeah. good. It, it's, been, it's been a struggle. Um, all right, anything else we need to get to?
1: Should be about it. We got uh, high school basketball starting Saturday, so it's going to fine. I'm sure there will be a couple of postponements here and there, but uh, masks seem to be working in this county.
0: So yes, I see. I see that the, and, uh, uh, the the you have the downward curve and stuff with yeah. masks being used. Oh, what a shock! It's shocking. You know how that
1: happens? Yeah. Our governor Gallifant being around the country, <laughs> and about um, it, yeah, just same old, same old
0: stuff. Was she had a, a rodeo? In, te- and, was she at a rodeo in Texas the other week?
1: Yeah, national finals rodeo that was Saturday in Texas, doing her horse flag thing she does. And she was in Georgia with that debate on Sunday, talking for the long-necked, long-haired blonde. <laughs> and uh, she was in our state today for a rare time, uh, talking to the legislature about her proposed budget. She wants $12 million to fix the beef building in Huron at the state fairgrounds that went down. Um, you know, bullshit, so... <laughs> Same bullshit, different
0: day. It's weird that she would come back to the state that she's governor of to do something. Very weird. Very weird indeed. Yeah,
1: very weird to have her in the state. So. <laughs> she's uh, doing something on her for something in a couple of years, so we will
0: see. That we will. All right, my friend, you have a great uh, week, and uh, we'll chat with you next week.
1: All right, I'll see you later.
0: Travis Crin's joining here on the Sports Block Podcast. As always appreciate his time. Uh, Great talk there uh, on the Vikings, Justin Jefferson, the star in the making, uh, college basketball, certainly the Jackrabbits. That's the big thing right now for us. Jackrabbit men's and women's basketball playing very well and hopefully continued success. The Dakota Showcase with the men this week at the Pentagon uh, Thursday through Saturday. And uh, we'll see what happens on the college football front. We'll get Charlie on next week to preview the championship games. Um, I'm sure he has thoughts, especially... If Ohio State gets in and uh, is allowed to play in the the Big Ten championship game, which they shouldn't, if you're not going to allow it for Nebraska, don't bend the rules just because it's Ohio State. You can't do it. The Big Ten, you put there, you you put yourselves in the corner. You put yourselves in this position already. Um, you can't do it. So we'll we'll get to all that, and then we'll wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast with a look back at Week 13 in the NFL, make some picks for Week 14. That's coming up here next on the Sports Block Podcast as we wrap it up for this week, the second week in December. Uh, podcast available on podcast.com. Follow me on Facebook uh, Nathan Stackin. Or follow me on Twitter at Andy Stackin, Travis Crins at Travis Crins, Facebook Nathan Stackin, a link to the podcast posted little middle to later part of each week. And we'll wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast with a look back at uh, week thirteen and make some early picks for week fourteen in the NFL. Uh, didn't have Thursday night football. Because of the issues stemming back from the previous week. So, Sunday began. The New Orleans Saints, Taysom Hill, throws another couple of touchdowns, throws his first two touchdowns of the season, actually. And Alvin Kamara rushed for another one. Saints hold off the Falcons 21 16. They clinch a playoff berth. Uh, As mentioned, the ugly, ugly game uh, in Minneapolis with the Vikings beating the Jaguars 27 24 in overtime. Dan Bailey missed two extra points in a field goal. The team had four turnovers. It, or they forced four turnovers. It was just so ugly. It, it was the epitome of 2020. Give the Jaguars credit for fighting, but uh, Vikings win 27-24, get their record back to 500. Justin Jefferson, 100 yards receiving, over 100 yards receiving. The rookie is just sensational. Tyler Boyd. Bengals wide receiver caught a 72-yard touchdown pass for the Bengals against the Dolphins. He also got ejected along with uh, Dolphins cornerback Xavier Howard in a skirmish that really didn't warrant getting thrown out of the game. The Dolphins win over the hapless Bengals, 19-7. The New York Jets had the win They were going to beat the Las Vegas Raiders They were going to get their first win of the season And then Greg Williams, defensive coordinator Inexplicably calls an all-out blitz Sends 8 guys with 13 seconds to go 1-on-1 coverage for Henry Ruggs III Uses his speed, gets by the Jets Defender, catches a uh, 46-yard touchdown Raiders win 31-28, Darren Waller Balled out in this game, 13 catches, 200 yards And 2 touchdowns for the Raiders Tight end, but the Jets, ugh and fortunately greg williams got fired on monday rightfully so indianapolis colts they improved to eight and four following their 26 20 win over the houston texans uh closer game than maybe some would have thought thought it would be back and forth but phillip rivers played well in this one the tex or the colts defense really stiffened up there in the second half limiting deshaun watson forcing a fumble late getting an interception also had a safety in it but the colts played well the performance of the weekend arguably took place in Nashville, where Baker Mayfield threw four touchdown passes as the Cleveland Browns jumped out to, or had a 38 7 lead at halftime over the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee tried to rally in the second half, but far too little, too late. And the Browns went 41 35. Again, Baker Mayfield, four touchdowns. Uh, I believe he is the first Browns quarterback to do that since Otto Graham. It's just amazing what the Browns did. In their nine and they're 9 3. First winning record. That they'll have since 2007. The Detroit Lions looked like they were going to lose to the Bears, and the Bears were going to snap their five-game losing streak. Oh, not so fast. Uh, the Bears kind of collapsed in the second half. Adrian Peterson gets the game-winning touchdown run. Uh, Matthew Stafford throws for over 400 yards and a few scores, and the Lions win 34 to 30 over the Bears. Both teams are five and seven. The LA Rams they uh, avenge their or they. They lost the previous week to the 49ers, and they got back on the winning track against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. They win 38-28. Cardinals offense doesn't look quite as good as they used to, or as they did before, but uh, this was a, a good win for the, the Rams. Jerry Goff bounced back, threw for almost 400 yards. He had very good game in the Rams now lead they are in first place in the NFC West and that is by virtue of their head to head with the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle loses to the Giants 17 to 12. The New York Giants played fantastic defense. They had a backup quarterback in Colt McCoy. No one saw this coming. Everyone thought that I thought that Russell Wilson would just run all over and and the the Seahawks would just torch the Giants. Not so fast. What a win for the Giants who are now in first place in the NFC East. Patriots blank the Chargers 45 to nothing. Gunnar Olzow- Olzowski, he had a punt return for a touchdown, another big punt return, he had a, a tackle, the Patriots had a blocked field goal return for a touchdown, or blocked a Chargers field goal and returned it for a touchdown, this was just a horrible, horrible outing by the Chargers, they lose 45 to nothing, largest deficit in franchise history. Carson Wentz got benched for the Philadelphia Eagles in the second half of their game against the the Green Bay Packers. Jalen Hurts came in, played pretty well, uh, but Aaron Rodgers, and Devonte Adams are just a, on a whole nother level. The 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 connection that they have is something else. Devonte Adams another couple touchdown catches. Rodgers three touchdown passes, and the Packers win easily 30 to 16 over the Eagles to improve to nine and three. Sunday Night Football. Chiefs narrowly beat the Broncos 22 to 16. Tyreek Hill had a sensational touchdown grab that he thought he dropped. Chiefs didn't end up challenging. It didn't end up mattering, though. Uh, they had to fight with the Broncos. Melvin Gordon and the Broncos ran all all over him uh, for the most part. But the Chiefs ultimately win 22-16. to Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes throws for over 300 yards. Then Monday, uh, Washington football team hands the Pittsburgh Steelers their first loss of the season. By beating him 23 17, Alex Smith played well in the second half. Seven drops by the Steelers plagued them in this game. If they didn't have that, they probably win. It's Washington's first win versus Pittsburgh, or in Pittsburgh since Week 12, 1991. Uh, Congratulations to Washington and Ron Rivera. Heck of a game. Then Monday Night Football, the Bills beat the 49ers 34 24. Josh Allen, four touchdown passes, almost 400 yards. He was absolutely in the zone. He was dynamite. The 49ers defense, a good defense, had no answers for him in the Bills' role to improve to 9-3. The Baltimore Ravens then on Tuesday, we had Tuesday Night Football. It was fun. They ran for nearly 300 yards against the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys' defense is pitiful, just awful. Uh, Lamar Jackson came back. He had a couple of passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. The Ravens win 34-17. to 17. So let's make some early picks here for week 14. Begins Thursday night. The New England Patriots at the LA Rams. A rematch of the Super Bowl from a couple years ago. 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on Fox. I I don't like betting against Bill Belichick and the Patriots, but i got to go with the Rams here. I I think Jared Goff and the Rams, they've proven me something. I thought they would be like 6-10 this year. That offense, really good. I'm going to take the Rams. Sunday, then, we got the Minnesota Vikings at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on Fox. Hopefully, Eric Kendricks can play for the Vikings. He'll at least help the, the Vikings defense maybe stabilize, get after Brady a little bit. But uh, the Brady, the Bucs have had a couple weeks to uh, prepare. They're still stewing from that game against the Chiefs. Buccaneers roll in this one. Arizona Cardinals at the New York Giants, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. I don't know why anyone would have any faith in the Cardinals right now. They haven't played very well the last few weeks. I'm going to ride with Kyler Murray, though, and company. Get the job done. They know what they need to do. Giants are playing well right now, but I'll take the Cardinals narrowly, and that's probably a dumb pick. Houston Texans at the Chicago Bears, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. Hard to not pick Deshaun Watson and the Texans here, especially with the way the Bears have collapsed. As of late, I'll take the Texans. I'll ride with them and see if they get the win. Kansas City Chiefs at the Miami Dolphins, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. Dolphins are playing well, but you, you're not going to stop the Hall of Famer, Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and company. Not going to happen. Chiefs roll. Dallas Cowboys at the Cincinnati Bengals, 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central Time on Fox. Cowboys aren't great, but the Bengals are even worse right now without Joe Burrow. Joe, If Joe Burrow plays, I take the Bengals over the Cowboys. He's not going to. Of course, he's out for the year. So taking Dallas to win this one. Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on CBS. Gotta go with the Titans here. Jaguars are playing really tough, but the Titans looking to bounce back after that uh, bad loss to the Browns last week, taking Tennessee. Denver Broncos at the Carolina Panthers, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on CBS. Panthers have been hit recently with COVID. I believe DJ Moore is on the COVID list, so is Curtis Samuel. Christian McCaffrey should be back, so that will help. Who, who is Teddy Bridgewater going to be able to throw to then? Or is it just going to be Christian McCaffrey? Can the Broncos hone in on that? I think I'll take the Broncos narrowly to take down the Panthers, but I don't say that with a great deal of confidence. Indianapolis Colts at the Las Vegas Raiders, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Uh, battle of teams in wild card spots right now. Uh, both teams absolutely need to win to stay where they're at. The Colts, they keep winning, can apply pressure to the Tennessee Titans, who they're tied with for first place in the AFC South. I'm going with the Colts. I think they're the better team, but that the Raiders certainly scare me. Uh, New York Jets at the Seattle Seahawks, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. The way the Jets lost last week, remaining winless, and with the way that you're you're facing a Seahawks team that just lost and is probably a little angry, i got to go Seattle here. Seattle rolls. Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Lions showed heart last week. They played better. But how are you going to stop Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams? You're not going to. Take in the pack. Washington at San Francisco, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. This is being played in Glendale, of course, because the 49ers can't play in Santa Clara right now. Washington playing really good football right now. But I will take San Francisco narrowly. But I, I don't say that with a great deal of confidence. But we'll take San Francisco to bounce back. New Orleans Saints at the Philadelphia Eagles, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Uh believe Taysom Hill will get the start for the Saints. Jalen Hurts is going to get the start for the Eagles. Here they're benching Carson Wentz. It's not going to matter. The Saints, head and shoulders better than the Eagles taking the Saints there. Atlanta Falcons at the LA Chargers, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. What? How are the Chargers going to respond after that 45-0 beatdown they suffered to the Patriots on Sunday? I don't know if they will. Falcons are playing better, taking Matt Ryan and the Falcons here. Sunday Night Football, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills, 820 p.m. Eastern, 720 p.m. Central Time on NBC. Josh Allen looked great. The Steelers... Is it better that they have that loss now? How will they respond? I don't know. I've taken Buffalo here for the win. Then Monday Night Football, Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 7.15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. I want the Browns to win bad, but the Ravens maybe got uh, their mojo back a little bit Tuesday night after beating the Cowboys. They can run it. They beat Cleveland soundly week one of the season. I'm going to take them for the win. Don't say that with a great deal of confidence. And those are your week 14 picks. Complete previews and predictions can be found in the stack, stackattack.sportsblog.com, in our Football Friday post. Always appreciate uh, Travis jumping on and and doing the podcast with me. Uh, A lot of good stuff there, talking about the Jackrabbits, uh, men's and women's basketball teams and how great they were last week. Undefeated. uh, Women are undefeated. The men are three and two. But beat Iowa State and Bradley on the road. Significant win, certainly. Uh, we'll see what they do in the Dakota Showcase this week. Um, Justin Jefferson, phenomenal. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State canceled. What? What's college football going to do with with Ohio State? What's the Big Ten going to do? They they can't. They they cannot put Nebraska or they, if you you aren't going to allow Nebraska to play Chattanooga, you can't allow Ohio State to do it. You just can't. So we'll see what happens there. We'll react to it all next week. We'll have Charlie on to, to make picks for uh, the the championship games. So that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, we'll see what else we can, we'll can we we'll have in store. So for Travis, I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block podcast. Again, available on podcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at ndstacken, Travis Krenz at Travis Krenz. Facebook, Nathan Stacken. A link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. So again, thank you for listening. Have a great week. Stay safe. Mask up. They work. But again, be safe. Enjoy the, the week in sports. And we'll be back next week to talk about it all. Nathan Stack saying thank you for listening. And hope you tune in again for another episode next week of the Sports Block Podcast. Have a great week, everyone.